0: Welcome to the worst nightmare of all,
1: reality. Explore the lesser known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Hey everyone, I'm Greg. I'm Ash. We're Pursuit of the Paranormal which you'll probably know because you're listening to our podcast. But there are several ways that you could support the show. Um, You can visit our merchandise store, where we've got loads of clothing and other bits and bobs there for you.
2: And we also have launched our Buy Me A Coffee campaign.
1: Tell me a little bit more about that, Ash.
2: so you can support the show with a one-off donation, or you can also join our membership scheme, which gives you different benefits, including shout-outs on the show, discount on the merchandise store, early access to episodes, bonus episodes all of These different levels of membership, it just helps us carry on doing what we're doing.
1: So, you can visit all these places and more at our linktree.com forward slash pursuit of the paranormal.
2: Hey Ash, how's it going? Hello, Greg, not too bad, not too bad. And quite funnily, last episode we did, which was the Paranormal United States on Saturday, yes. hmm. it was your birthday,
1: yes. And the day after <laughs> this episode releases. My it's of birthday. <laughs> so another weird connection we've got there we're both Pisces. Oh, Pisces. It's written in the stars, Ash. That's what it is. It <laughs> meant to be. So, yeah. you But you're a bit younger than me. Just a bit. <laughs> ten years younger. It's ten years. I can't... Well, a
2: decade.
1: A decade. <laughs> That's a long... T- a tenth of A century. <laughs>
2: might as well say nearly a century (laughs) it's
1: not nearly a century at all but yeah it is kind of isn't it (laughs) so have you got anything planned for your birthday work (laughs) that's exactly what i did on my birthday so we will catch up on the next episode. We will catch up on what you did on your birthday, just in okay. case you got anything special, gifts and that kind of thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe.
2: Might ask for the money to pay for the gas bill. <laughs> yeah, just want money to gas tokens. <laughs> Top up my card. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so this week's episode is another one where we're going to release it in two parts. Yeah. Uh, the reason for that is because we had a chat with this gentleman, uh, a gentleman by the name of Keith Linder, um, from Seattle in Washington State in the US, and uh, he has an incredible story to tell. <laughs> uh, a, lot, a lot. yeah. A lot to tell. A lot to tell, and a fascinating insight into uh, a paranormal case that has been subject to a Ghost Adventures episode. Numerous yep. document documentaries, sorry. Um, books. Books, yeah. He's got a book out, three books out relating to poltergeist activity and pol- poltergeist cases. Um, yeah, so we, we spoke with Keith at length yep. a few nights ago um about how it all started the escalation of events uh and ultimately, sort or what happened over the years that he was renting the house
2: because this is one that i had actually heard of there's quite a few where i hadn't because i'm not so much into, into podcasts guys and all mm. and stuff uh, i i'm already sort of vaguely aware of stuff but this is one i actually had heard of yes. and i had seen a documentary on Discovery channel or whatever about his house, so I was looking forward to chatting to to Keith about his Bothell Hell House.
1: Yeah, the Bothell Hell House. And, um, yeah, it is an intro, because we, where we've been speaking about Poltergeist cases before, that we've, um, a lot of them are, my understanding was um, that a lot of Poltergeist cases um, centre around uh, like a teenage girl going through yeah. puberty um, and obviously dealing with things, um, <laughs> for want of a better <laughs> phrase, and um, that seems to sort of manifest paranormal activity within the house. Like yeah. Battersea Polgeist, Enfield Polgeist, pol-geist uh, South Shields Polgeist. South Shield Yeah. So to have um an adult male a couple in fact but ultimately it seemed to center a little bit more around keith yeah then, it's a bit different a bit different yeah um and he even explained that things were were happening away from the house when he was on business trips to him and his girlfriend at the time so not even just centered around the house so Yeah, it was a fascinating conversation that we have split into two parts. One part will be this week. The next part will be the following week. But yeah, it'd be interesting to know everybody's thoughts. I know I've spoken to a couple of people already about the fact that this episode's coming out. One of of our previous guests, in fact, Mike, had um, suggested that we we look into this uh, as a case that might be interesting. So thanks for that, yep. Mike. It was one we'd both heard of, but yeah, I hadn't thought about speaking to Keith. Uh, and Keith was very open, as you'll hear on the the episodes. Um, answered every question we, we put to Yeah, through. it was
2: great to chat to.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very down-to-earth guy. Very matter-of-fact. Quite, quite
2: humorous quite, as well.
1: Quite humorous, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to know what people think. And, and as always, just let us let us know in the comments or share it if you listen to the episode and like it bang it across your friends let them have a listen see what they think as well because it's definitely an interesting topic um and we'll put all the links to to keith's like book on amazon documentaries that it's been on he's got his own youtube channel where you can see a lot of his videos uh, of evidence he gathered like over the course of the time he was in the house so
2: yeah yeah awesome let's get to it
1: cool so today we are joined by keith linda um thanks for joining us keith you're going to talk to us about uh events that took place in a house that you moved into um in washington state so without further ado would you be able to sort of give us an update as to? what happened when you moved in for people that may not know the uh, the story
0: okay um yeah so um thanks for uh, having me today um i always tell people you know in the similarities between my haunting and other residential hauntings it's it's almost cliche and the, there's an innocence involved right of how the activity um, begins to happen. And our experience is no exception. So, so yeah, so May 1st of 2012, um, me and my girlfriend at the time moved into a house in the suburb of Seattle, Washington, um, a town, city called Bothell. Um, and almost on day one, well, exactly on day one, we began experiencing what we know now today is um, a poltergeist-related activity. Um, Full disclosure, me and Tina have no uh, relationship with the paranormal up until this time. Uh, We're just your regular average citizen living a daily life. And um, so May 1st, when we went to go get the keys to the house, And sign the leasing agreement. Um, Maybe about an hour, two hours in, uh, the the homeowner had left. We're just sitting on the floor being tenants. It's a a two-story unit. Uh, I tell people it's about twenty-three hundred square feet, give or take. Uh, Four bedrooms, two and a half bath, upstairs, downstairs. So pretty sizable unit. And we're sitting on the first floor, I think it's the living room, um, talking me and my girlfriend, and all of a sudden we hear a kid cough, And it was very distinguishable. Um, you know, when the a, when a house is empty of everything, you know, sound can resonate, right? Mm-hmm. And this was very distinctive because we both, pretty much at the same time looked at each other and said or asked each other, was that a kid cough? And it was a it was a boy kid cough, it, it was a male child uh, kid cough. And it sounded like it, it came from one of the upstairs bedrooms. And uh, we maybe gave it about five minutes of what was that and then shrugged it off. I mean, we, we have no kids. Uh, We have no pets, um, and we have no experience with the paranormal. It obviously had to have come from outside, even though all the windows are closed. So we just, you know, fast forward two weeks later, we moved in. And one of the first things I noticed when moving in is personal belongings of mine start turning up missing. Car keys. Uh, Tina, my girlfriend's name is Tina, uh, her jewelry um, began missing. uh, Silverware. You know, you go in the kitchen in the morning or eat supper, and you're finding yourself, not right away, but as you progress and live in the home, you find yourself searching for silverware. You know, you go through your drawer and you're like, ah. You know, where's the spoon? Where's where's the fork and knife? Um, you go to the dishwasher and, 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 and you're always looking for what is number one readily available, like it was when we first moved in. And that was weird. No, no, but there's the, but we we gave it no second thought. We're we're nowhere near close thinking the house is haunted. We're not thinking ghosts. We're definitely not thinking poltergeist. We don't even know what that is.
1: What were you thinking?
0: Uh, it's just we're thinking maybe we lost it during the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the keys, my car keys and I call it, it's really a car file. Nobody has car keys anymore. It's really the little beep, beep, beep. Yeah. But it was my extra pair. It wasn't the one I use every day. Okay. It was the one that I had tucked away in the glove box. And I went to retrieve something else and that's how I noticed it's missing. And I've never used this. I never used this, this car fob, So there's no way, Tina doesn't even know it exists. So I know it's not her. I saw it distinctively when I moved it to the new home, but now it's gone. So, and, and, and then the silverware and then Tina's jewelry and, and, and probably like you guys I don't go nowhere near my my girlfriend's jewelry. Why would I? I just I, I, I don't go nowhere near it. <laughs> um, but I believe her when she tells me it's it's missing. And she's telling me it's missing. Uh, I'm telling her my car keys were missing or car fob, and now we're both telling each other the silverware it's just, So it's just weird. It's just like, huh? We were some horrible movers. We we packed stuff and. We didn't do a good job because we're missing things. But like most people we think is gonna eventually turn up, right? It's like, where else could it we go? Well, the plot thickens because on the opposite side of that, we're starting to find items in the home that neither one of us owns. So you wake up in the morning you go to work, but before you go to work, you make a cup of coffee, you go downstairs and there's these kid toys that are spread out on the either the staircase that you walk on, you know, which is dangerous, uh, on the coffee table, on the countertop or kitchen table. And that was weird. I mean, okay, we have no kids. Now we're finding kid toys, and they're they're, they're displayed in the open. Like These were not here the night before we went to bed. So we thought, I thought, hey, I think we're being pranked. I think somebody is pranking us. I think we got, you know, we're new to the neighborhood. We're obviously new to the house, and you know, Somebody's coming in after we go to bed, and putting these kid toys everywhere. I mean, that's the only conclusion, right? <laughs> so, but that's in its own self is very discerning because who would do that? <laughs> you know, that, not only are you taking a, a, a great deal of risk, but I mean, where, where would your mind go to contemplate something like that? Oh, they're sleeping. We go up with some kid toys in their house, but in the event. Me being the, the the male in the home, I had all the locks changed. Probably should have did that anyways. And then I installed a security system to see. Okay, let me just put some parameters around the house. But that did not stop it. The kid toys still would appear. My kid toys. Let's give an example. These are little trinket, female girl jewelry, not women jewelry, but female jewelry little girl, like a doll, like earrings, stuff like that. Um, And then boy toys, like cars, you know, like a Hot Wheel car or, you know, things that you would find in the Cracker Jack box. I don't know if you got Cracker Jack boxes, but that size, toy spiders, you know. Um, And it became so frequent that we, put all the items in a kitchen drawer. We had a a specific drawer for, we call it, for lack of a better word, the unknown drawer, meaning kid toys go in this drawer, right? Uh, And and, and other things will start populating that drawer as you'll soon find out. But for right now, there's no way, we we can't make heads or tails of this stuff. So we'll just put it in this drawer. We didn't throw it away, we'll just put it in this drawer. Now we're about two months, going on three months into the home. So we're, I think you can say we're we're moved in. One night we were watching TV, me and Tina. uh, I think it was a Netflix movie. We are just watching a movie, sitting side by side. And uh, Tina has this four foot tall plant, about four foot tall. It stands on the floor and it stands next to the entertainment center. And I kid you not, all of a sudden this plant darts up in the air, does a 360-degree spin, and falls down to the ground. And we're looking dead. You couldn't miss it because we're looking at the TV. And I I always tell people, so imagine you're watching your favorite movie, right, your favorite action movie, and it's the most crucial scene in the movie, the one you like the most. You're like, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden this plant next to your TV shoots up in the air. It immediately is competing or has surpassed your interest in the movie because this, TV, this plant is for however seconds it was, it's alive and it's spinning. And we're looking from the TV, We didn't have to look too far, and it's spinning and it falls to the floor dead in front of both of me and Tina. And the wow on our face doesn't do it justice because we looked at each other and we're like, there's a pause, it's like, did that just happen? Did that really, you know, it, it was not an instance of Tina's upstairs and I say, Tina, come here. And she gets down there and the plant's on the floor and she's like mad at me, like I knocked it over. No, I didn't knock it over, it flew or vice versa. No, 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 no. We saw it together and I'm glad we did. And um, we got up and walked toward the plant and we started rummaging through the leaves. Because once again, we thought we were being pranked. We're like, okay. All right. Okay. This is this is obviously a prank. It's gonna be some wire, remote control device. Somebody's gonna come out of a closet and say, "Ha ha! You guys are on Big Brother TV show, or or whatever, whatever. Here's your brand new car or something." You know. Thanks for being a good sport. And that never happened. I mean, there's no. This is Tina's plan. It's not like the plan was here when we got here. Tina bought this plan. When she moved in, so we know the plant came with us, but we're not finding things that gives us the idea that it's, it's controlled by a remote control device. So now we have to revert back to, and I think Tina said it. I think the house is haunted, you know, because and I like, and I like, yeah, wait a minute. Kid cough, yeah. Toys, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, toys we're finding. And then and they we're like, well, how do you how can you tell a house is haunted? How can you tell besides the obvious, right? How can you there must be some book out there, you know? How can you tell you got COVID, you know, you, you do, 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 do how can you tell your house is haunted? So we went to my office and we Googled online got online and said, hey, this is, how do you know your house is haunted? it has got to be some website out there that gives you the, the hints, right? And we found all these websites, and it's like, list five or ten things. And the, I think the the first five things we passed with flying colors, you know, phantom voice or phantom footsteps or kid voice, kid call, missing items. That was way up there in number one land. Finding items that you don't own, way up there. Objects levitating. Whoa, we got that, <laughs> you know. And then we were like, I think we have a kid ghost because we, the kid cough, right, and the kid toys. So we're like, hey, kid ghost, kid cough, kid toys. Ah, okay. So we're not thinking malevolent yet, Greg. Right? We're not. We're not thinking, oh, we got the house from hell. We're just like. Ah, a little kid goes okay. Then we like go on I was like, well, what do you do if you got a kid Gus? Is that good or bad? You know, what, what, what is that? You got Damon, where you got who, who, who we got? And the internet was like, well, if you got a kid goes or a kid spirit, it's a kid spirit. You, um, it's is probably lost. What you can do is sort of talk to it, like take on a parental role. Just ask it what it wants. Hey, okay, what do you want? You know, and try to tell it. And these are the instructions we're reading. Tell it to go to the light. And hey, you lost? Okay, go to that light. You know, it's all right. It's gonna be peaceful for you. And we did that. And we didn't snicker. We didn't like. <laughs> we didn't like. It was okay because. Up until now, everything was relatively... I mean, if, if it was the end right there, like, if that was the last experience we ever had, you know, I would leave me talking. You know, it, it, the story would have never survive. It would have been a story that we would have told Dora dinner with our friends, like, hey, but well, we solved the problem. And the kid goes, never bothered us again. Well, obviously, that didn't happen.
1: <laughs> so. so at that point, um, so you've done this research... Obviously, things have escalated a little bit, not massively by your own admission, just there, but the the plant spinning and levitating is quite an escalation from a cough or some kids so you're you're sat there and you see this happening um you both see it happening as well, like you said that's that's almost like perfect uh time oh, yeah. for, perfect. Yeah. for this so so what are, you, what are you thinking at that point? You obviously, you've you've Googled the ghost, gone um, for the child spirit. At that point, you you clearly sound quite level-headed about it. You're quite calm about it. But what, what are you thinking at that point, feeling-wise? Are you scared? Are you um, intrigued?
0: Um, more intrigued. Definitely not scared. Okay. Because the advice given was, yeah, these things get lost, but they often uh, it's gonna die down. What you need to do is ask it to leave, um, and we didn't we didn't feel we didn't feel scared. We didn't feel intimidated,
1: not yet. You didn't have any kind. of, There was no sort of it didn't feel nasty. It anything. didn't feel it malevolent.
0: Was. It didn't. It didn't feel like uh, the worst is yet to come. Now that now that's going to happen, <laughs> and it's going to make us realize that what I know today you know behind side Bay 2020 mm-hmm. is these things work to get your attention and you know and I kind of laugh sometimes when I tell people you know putting myself in the spirit shoes like Keith and Tina are never going to get it they're, they're not going to understand that we're here to haunt them we're here to haunt you and to sort of bring that point home, because we've tried these things so far, you know, we've tried to kid cough, missing stuff, but hey, oh well, we can we can crack it up a notch. And I truly believe the levitating of the plants to in front of both of us was to get both of our attention at the same time, to send the message. Your house is haunted, dude. You know, and we need for y'all to play catch up a little bit because it's about to get real. This is not going to be an instance where you're going to tell Tina what you saw or she's going to tell you what you saw. You're going to see things together. You guys are a joint project. (laughs) (laughs) And there are some hauntings where the the spouse sees the majority of the stuff, right? Or the husband or the wife. And the other one's never really bought in. They just bought in because that's the wife. Like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and then the wife or the husband is the one that's plagued the most, right? This was not like that at the early phases of it. So when we saw that and the internet said, do this, do that, I can tell you the shoes came off after the plant levitated because after that night, I want to say... The next night, probably less than 24 hours, came the loud banging, you know, out of the blue. We were in dinner, we in our meal. Hey, pass me the ketchup, we're eating our meal. Boom, boom, boom. Right. You know, or watching TV, you know, plant the plant the levitators right there, but we're watching TV again. And then another plant. A much smaller plant goes flying across room. Wow. crashes and obliterates on the wall. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, boom, boom, boom. Or, you know, you, your worst door slam is probably the most horrific door slam. There's thousands of door slams that we've had. But the first one gets you. You know, because me and Tina were in the bed. We're talking about our day, our jobs, our work, right? It's about 11 p.m., TV's on. And out of the clear blue, the door, which is wide open, the door, when it opens, it it turns inside the room, inside. So it's not one of those doors that turn outside the room. To close it, you gotta reach in, you gotta walk through our room and, and, and close it. So we're talking and all of a sudden the door goes, shoo! You know, and no, and that's happening within forty-eight to seventy-two hours after the plant levitated. Now that's different. <laughs> that's a little bit different than the plant by the TV, because we went back to the internet and said, "Hey, what does it mean when plants fly or doors slam?" And then they're like, "Ah, yeah, the spirit is showing out. It's trying to get you guys' attention." They act up a little bit, but you you gotta—you know—you gotta tell them to go into that light, tell them to cut it out, and we did. And then now, when—and just give you an example—when I say cut it out, so we walk to the middle of the living room or middle of the bedroom, and you're like, "Hey, I need to cut it out. Be nice." If you're, if you're lost or confused, that's, 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 that's okay. It's going to be okay. You'll be all right. You know, you need to go to that light. You need to go find that light and, and, and go there. Okay. And as soon as you say that, boom, boom, boom. Or you're like, hey, you need to go to that light. It's going to be okay. You'll be all right. And a plant goes flying. So then I'm thinking, wait a minute. Okay. Everything that we're being advised to do is bringing back a adverse effect. The effect that we're being promised is not materializing yet. Mm -hmm. The opposite is happening. Things are not getting quieter, you know? Things are ratcheting up. So the next, because like I said, the word escalation, And then the web says, well, if that don't work, call a church, have a priest come in and bless the home. And we call churches, and the priest came in, or or a reverend. And uh, he or she blessed the home. Well, it'd be quiet for a day or two. And then we're back eating dinner. And then a plant goes flying, or boom, 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 boom. And it becomes what I always tell people about our activity is, it's a snowball effect in the sense of, day one, we had the boom, 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 right? Day two, and by day two, I mean by incident two. Incident two, we had the boom, 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 plant go fly. You know, in the same night, not right after each other, but the same night. Day three, you have boom, 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 Plan, go flying door slam. Usually door slam while you're taking a bath or a shower or you're shaving, door slam, show. you know. So things, and then it, it just became a snowball effect of whatever new activity erupted on day four, five, six, or seven, or eight always followed the other activities that were well in, in, uh, in concert. So that was unnerving because now Things are flying while you're sleeping. You know, we used to fly while you're watching TV. Things fly while you're in the shower, while you're going to bed. Doors slam while you're sleeping. Doors slam while you're taking a shower, brushing teeth. And so that, and then, you know, you call the church and, and they come over and bless the house and whatnot. And it'll quiet it down a little bit. So this is, this is summer of May, 2012. And um, that's going about, I want to say, four times or four days after the seven-day week. And, and probably I think it was July or August, I want to say August, was when we finally had a face to the phenomena. And I, and I really mean that, a face up until now, everything has been happening with objects, you know, kid cough was three or four months ago, objects are flying, objects are moving, you know, you can read any paranormal website, they are give you different theories as to what it is, you know, and nobody's 100% correct, they're a little bit, but they're not 100%, well, August one, I saw like I'm sitting at this desk right here in my office. Um, I was in my office in the bottle home, upstairs. Typical weekday night, um, working on my computer. And up until now, we've had everything I just told you. In addition to weird electronic issues, lights go off and on. That happen all the time. TV go off and on, turn on by itself, channel changing. By itself, um, you know, and you just say, "Hey, cut it out!" You know, books get thrown to the floor. Hey, cut it out! Stop throwing the books to the floor. Well, this night in my office, just working away, and uh, all of a sudden, the lights in my office go off. The lights, and I hear a click, click, and, a clip and light, you know, like you know how you get the switch, and passing like hit, and then I and and, and and the lights go off, and and I'm not sitting in the dark. I'm sitting in the dark, but there's light in the hallway. The hallway light is on. And I remember I pushed back from my chair, more out of instinct, um, because I'm new to the paranormal. And I pushed away in my rolling chair, and I thought it was Tina playing a joke on me. Like, hey, Tina, stop, stop turning off the lights. You know, one of our rules me and Tina had when this all started was the scene very scary. As we're not gonna play ghost jokes on each other. That's, that's yeah, not. that'd be
1: that would be a bit unfair, definitely.
0: Well, we already got a ghost, we don't need to give it any ideas, and we definitely don't need to scare each other when we're already we already got something unresolved. So so, but then the light went off, and I was like, Tina, I thought we talked about this, and this is very Hollywood-esque, right? If this was ever put into a movie this would be creepy because you have to understand my mannerism my nonchalant and my naivete in what i'm about to tell you because i'm totally naive tina and i have no clue about what's about to fall on us might be a a ton of bricks but we're so naive like we should have been out this house a long time ago so i pushed away from my desk and i turned toward the direction of the doorway Which is where the light switch is. It's more more out of instinct. In my brain, in my subconscious, and my conscious brain, I'm expecting to see Tina standing there, and I'm expecting for me to scold her like, "Tina, we agreed to not do this. Okay, stop turning off the lights." And I turn toward the door. I turn toward the door, and there's a woman standing at the door. The woman that's standing at the door is not Tina, okay? Now imagine, I don't know how big your, your unit is, but imagine I'm deep into my house. I'm in a bedroom in my house. There's only two people living there, right? Um, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm gonna see Tina standing at the door, or I'm hoping, and there's another woman standing there, okay? And she's all gray. All right, she's all gray. She's not translucent or see-through. She's full-bodied, right? She's full-bodied, and I turn and look at her, and I, my brain and I and my brain got like got stuck. I was like a deer caught in Like I was just like, "Okay, is this where? I, is this where you kill me? Is this where I die? Is this how I go out? This is." This is how it happens, you know. Because there's a woman standing in my doorway that's not my girlfriend, and as soon as I turn to look at her, she's just standing there. And then she turns sideways and tries to go into the room next to the office, which is the washroom, the laundry room. Well, the door is closed. Now this is very interesting. I described it in my book because other researchers are still trying to put this piece together because it reveals a lot. Okay, number one, she turned the light off and there was a click noise, click, click, okay? Uh, and now she's trying to go into this washroom and she can't, she's trying to walk through the door, okay? She's like, so she knows she has that capability to walk through solid objects. You and I would not walk through a door that was closed, right? We, that's, we just, that wouldn't work, like, why would you do that? You would try to open the door, then walk through it. You know, even if a burglar was in your house, he's not gonna walk through the door. He knows the laws of physics don't work that way. He's gotta open the door and then go through. it. No, no, she's trying to go through the door, but she can't. She's, she's, I don't know if this is the word. She's, she's half demanifesting. She's like in and out. She's like, you know, she's she's blurring in and out and she cannot negotiate going through that door. And and this is weird, because I saw her eyes and her eyes had a look of, why am I not going through this door? You know, she had a look of, why am I not going through this door? Like she she was caught, (laughs) So then she gives up and goes, so first she's in this position, looking at me. Then she's in this position at the door. Now she's in this position and cuts tail and walks fast through the hallway. She she darts through the hallway because she she gave up on the door. I still not knowing what I'm looking at, you know, because this is happening very fast. I stand up and give chase. I'm like, okay, what was that? I'm giving chase, like, that? no, that's not, no, it's all green. It's not Tina. No, it's not. somebody sticking to our house? Is that a burglar Is that? And I turn around the corner, and obviously it's gone, kaput, gone. I walk into our master bedroom, looking for Tina, obviously. And Tina is taking a bubble bath in the bathtub. And I remember when I walked into her, so the bathroom i look at her and she sees my face expression she's like what what was wrong with you what i'm like i saw it she said you saw what i said no you don't understand i saw it and she's like what are you talking about i saw what's haunting us said, there was a woman standing at my door she, she turned off the lights i give you her hair list. she's She's frail. She's about five, four, five, six. Weighs about one hundred and nineteen pounds, maybe one hundred and sixteen. She's dead, She's frail. She looks confused, mad, but you know, conniving, sneaky. Um, and Tina's just eating it all up. And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah." So now we have a a face to the phenomenon. And I'm like, "That was a woman." No, what woman was that? Like she was not old and decrepit looking, like she wasn't like 80. She was like, you know, 45, 47 or something. I think she had a dress on, but yeah. And I was like, oh. And then I looked online, but I was like, well, everybody said, you know, ghosts or are, are see-through and translucent and it's not like or No, she didn't radiate nothing. She just she was just full-body. And you can hear her her pitter-patter when she darted around uh, the wall, you know. So she gave, there was, there was weight to her, you know. Our physics, or vice versa, worked on each other. I heard her movement. She physically turned off the light. Now, I know the other instances where guys don't need to be present physically to turn off a light. We've had lights go off throughout the house, the entire house, or a room, and nobody's present. You know, they, they can do that relatively. They can, cut, they can cut the power. This when I when I and I, and I know it's an apparition today because you know people thought that was an apparition, dude. And this apparition turned off your light manually. That's what we call manually. She manually turned off your light. And she stood there long enough for you to see her. Now, why she tried to go into that door and could not demanifest is a theory. The and I agree with the theory is because, so I was looking at her, you know when I talked to the Steve Maris and other parapsychologists, they're like, you looking at her interfere with her dematerializing. De- de- you know, you, she cannot disappear while you were looking at her. And as soon as she turned around that corner, you noticed she was gone when you got to the end of the hall. because You can't see her anymore. And I was like, oh, man. And uh, so, yeah. And that was the uh first, it won't be the last, but that was the first time I saw what I coined out, the Grey Lady. I call her the Grey Lady.
1: So what, what are you thinking at that point? So you've... You, there is now this massive escalation to, to actually seeing something, someone. Um, what kind of feeling are you getting now? Obviously, when you're when you're in bed, you're asleep, and things are slamming, banging, flying around. Obviously, that's that's got to be quite edge of your seat stuff because you don't know what's you're sort of completely out of control of what's going on in the situation. How are you feeling?
0: Uh, Tina's, Tina was scared. Mm-hmm. Um, Tina will not stay in the house by herself anymore. Even when I traveled on business, my job at that time, I traveled on business a lot. And before that, Tina would stay. Now she won't stay. I'm. I'm not scared. I'm only scared when it happens. You know, like oh, you scared man. I'm startled. I'm not fearful, but what I am, I'm worried. Because the things I'm reading online are telling me, and so far they're right, is this is escalating. You are now considered in what is called a level one type haunting, where the objects are gonna get bigger, the bangs are gonna get louder. and, And I'm reading what level one is and I'm like, I'm passing it with flying colors. I'm borderline level two. I'm reading what what a level two constitutes. I'm leaving, I'm reading what a level three, level four. I'm like, whoa. So now I'm asking the question of where is this going? This is the question on my mind when I go to work. uh, when me and Tina are like, okay, so so where is this going? What's what's the off-ramp here? What's what's the goal? What's their goal? You know, is it just a Haunt us till kingdom come. Is it, you know, you know, you're not telling us what you want, you know, and just this, this is a new home. This home was built in 2005 in a neighborhood that was built in 2005. There's been maybe four, maybe five families in the home before us. Um, I did research on, nobody's died in the home, okay? Uh, the loss that you have to, to disclose that. Nobody's died in the home. Nobody's died on the land. Okay. So me and other people were trying to find out, okay, why are you here? Why? And seeing the gray lady, okay, well, what's that all about? You know, um, and why, why did I see her and not Tina? You know, why did it choose to reveal to me and not Tina, like it did the plan? You know, and then Tina never saw the apparition. I've seen maybe five apparitions in that home and Tina never seen any apparition. So, so, so those are going to tomorrow. But at that, in summer and fall of 2012, no, I'm not, you know. Would I like it to stop? Yeah. You know, I can't get the footage on video. I've tried, you know, they won't let me get them on video. I've got cameras running 24-7. For some reason, my batteries draining, uh, come back, it's unplugged, the SD card is missing, so things of that nature. So that's that that's frustrating. So so yeah, I don't know. It It was just interesting. But um then came the housewarming party. You know, you gotta move into a new home, gotta have a housewarming party. That's what we do in America. So some of our friends, our best friends, know our house is haunted. We've told them, you know, and 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 it's funny because no matter what you tell them, until they experience it themselves, they believe us when they say, "Oh, your house is haunted." They believe you like, "Oh, your house is haunted." Yeah. You believe, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. But that's as far as it goes. Okay. And in the back of their mind, they're probably thinking, eh, Keita and Tina, their new house. House makes noise. <laughs> you know? House noise, house settling, They think to ghost. You know? But I don't try to bend their arm and like, believe me, believe me, believe me. You. you know? I'm like, hey, our house is haunted. So now we're having this housewarming party. And me and Tina are nervous about even, should we even have it? We almost want to postpone it because, the activity happen so daily, we're certain something's gonna happen. But up until now, we, ha- we haven't really had people over to see anything, you know? And now it's gonna be full of people. So now i got the house full of people one night, you know, Tina's friends, my friends, male and female, couples, married people, whatever. And we like, we're just gonna play it by ear. We're gonna get them in and get them out and pray that nothing happens. Um, Midway through the night, things did happen. That was weird. Um, All of Tina's friends, all the the women, uh, kept complaining about something pulling their hair. You know, something's pulling my hair. You know, they're, they're in a group of people talking and they're like, ah, something just pulled my hair. You know, that happened over and over. Uh, Also, all the women kept getting bucked on the shoulder. Ah, something just bucked me. You know, and I could be on the other side of the house talking to my friends and I hear them. I look at Tina and she looked at me. We're just like, let's just get this over with, get the night over with. And then also, the front door kept, for weird reasons, people kept finding the front door open. Like, keep your front doors open. You know, I'll go close it. Or if I stepped out, I'm gonna go to the help my friends bring something in, you know, from their car. My friends walk in. If I came in a few seconds after them, the front door is locked. I would get locked out of my own home. Same with the back, the back door, the sliding door in the back door where I was cooking, barbecuing. I have a grill, and then I was cooking all the meat, and I would go through. Monitor the food. It's a sliding door, you know. And on my way in, the door will be locked. I was like, huh? Ah. And, and so someone's I'm like, "Hey, let me in. I'm locked out." i like, "Dude, why do you keep locking yourself out?" And I'm like, "It's a sliding door. You can't lock yourself up." But they didn't get it. I did, and I would look at Tina. And then uh, let's see. Finally. Most everybody leaves. The party's over. Late that night, it's only me and Tina and Tina's best friend and her mother. Maybe one, two o'clock in the morning. And me and Tina sort of, we sort of think we got by. Okay, the night was weird. All the women got their hair pulled. I got locked out a few times. Okay. We've had that happen with just us. Okay. There was no blood coming through the wall. Nobody's vomiting, you know, because there were kids there. So we're like, okay, we're good. So now we're just cleaning up. And as we're cleaning up, Tina's friends are like talking to us. And all of a sudden, this plant goes flying across the room. I see it out of my peripheral. Tina's friend sees it because it goes right by her. And she leaps up off the couch. And I remember she leaps like, what was that? And she runs over to Tina who was loading the dishwasher. And it made a lot of noise because the plant obliterated on, on the wall that it hit. And Tina's like, I told you we had a ghost. And then her friend like, yeah, you told me you had a ghost, but you didn't tell me like that. And she's like, oh, that happens every day in this house. And her mom, older, obviously from Louisiana, from New Orleans, says, "Oh, you guys got a you guys got a malevolent spirit." So um, we have to retell them of the story of everything we've experienced so far. And then the mom said, "Well, you got to ask it to leave. You got to be firm. You got to be firm. You got to ask it to leave." So what we'll do is we're all going to go into the next room. We're going to all pray. We're going to pray. We're going to ask the spirit to leave. Then you and Tina, Keith, you and Tina, are going to pray again. And you are going to individually ask it to leave. So we're going to all pray. Hold hands while we're doing this. Eyes closed. And we did. Went to the other room, got in a circle, held hands. She led the prayer. And... It was Tina's turn, she, she, she did a little prayer, told the spirits, hey, leave, you know, go, go with God. I did, and we were sincere, we were sincere. I mean, we were really sincere. We really wanted this thing to stop. And I remember after we got done praying, we all hugged each other, like, hey, yeah, okay, it's good. Positive thoughts, it gets better here on out. We walked back into the next room which is only a few feet. The living room and kitchen. Every kitchen cabinet door is wide open. Every cupboard wide open. Every lower cupboard, every closet, everything's pulled out. Everything. And we did not so much hear a pin drop while we were in the other room. And I looked straight at Tina's friend's mom because she the elderly one. And I wanted to get her facial reaction to see if she could tell me, I know she didn't want to tell me, but I wanted to see if her face could tell me what degree of trouble are we in. And when she, I looked at her and she had the look of, you know, you're not somebody, I mean, you never experienced this of course, but. Somebody look at you and they're like, you know, and, and, and that's all she could do. Like she's like, well, we're gonna go now. Okay, we're gonna get our coats and uh yeah, that it was a great party. Keep the faith up, keep your keep your prayers up, but we're gonna head on out of here and 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 I knew then I like. But the most mysterious thing of all, uh, Greg, is this was about August of that year. Things started slowing down uh, and tapering off. Not after that event, nowhere, in the I don't want you to think that the prayer and, and the things tapering off are linked, because I don't think they are. But things started tapering off around November. And that's what the websites were saying. Like, hey, these things are short-lived or long-lived. Um, be glad when it stops, it eventually does. There's no rhyme or reason as to why. Some go weeks, months, years. So ours went relatively about, you know, eight, nine months, oh well, okay. And then 2013 rolled around and we had no activity. There was no activity at all for the year of 2013 because by the time we were considering moving, which would have been fall of 2012, um, the activity went boop. It, it gradually, you know, it's like a hurricane once it hits land. You know, it's just like poof. All right, I'm gone. So, and and that was all of 2013. Now. The thing and you probably know this, both of you probably know this, the thing about activity is if, it's, if it goes and never comes back, hooray, high five. But if it comes back, whoa, whoa, you yeah. Or you're, if you're around and if it comes back, then okay, it's always worse when it comes back. And I can vouch for that. You know, if that was anybody's theory at the beginning, that theory's been confirmed because everything I've told you now is going to not even it's gonna pale the comparison to what happens in 2014 and 15 and 16, because if you, know, you can't even mention the stuff I've told you now up to now to what's about to happen in the same sentence.
2: So uh- at this point, had you spoken to the neighbors, like in the community, about whether any previous owners had mentioned anything weird going on or any of the houses that had had strange stuff going on? Uh, yeah, multiple times. So,
0: like I said, going back to 2012, the day the movers came in, you know, the homeowner from across the street walked over to introduce himself, and like I said, this is very Hollywood-esque, very innocent. The guy walks over with his dog and he says, hey, you guys are moving in. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're new in the neighborhood. He's like, hey, my name is my name is Cliff or whatever. I'm retired. And he's like, wow, I know this house is for sale. He's like, yeah, we're moving in we your new neighbors. He's like, okay, all right, well. He's like, wow, nobody stays in this house long. And we we're like, but well, this is like day one. This is like, oh, okay. Well, it's our house now. We're going to stay You know, and then I'm going to call the power company to turn the power on. Even a lady on the other end, she said, wow, she just changed the address over from this house, you know, a couple of months ago. She's like, nobody stays in in this house long. Now, the neighbors to my right and to my left, let's see, I go out the front door, the neighbors to my right. Um revealed to the multiple paranormal teams of how their pets have a pet dog, how their dog acts weird around our house and how their dog does not go in any other rooms inside their house that's close to our house. And they felt it fitting to divulge that information when they start seeing the paranormal, the paranormal vans pull up in our driveway and then when the paranormal team started interviewing the neighbors uh, of whatnot um, now in the summer of 2014 i got a letter in the mail and the letter i, mean, I was always I'm, I'm always getting letters in the mail that belong to the previous Tenants. Okay. This happened in 2012. It didn't dawn on me until 2014 to stop throwing these letters away, start giving them to the landlord. I wanted to go online to see if I could find these people myself. And one name that kept coming up over and over, because I kept getting her letters in the mail, was named Rhonda, Rhonda Lee. Gemini's and i remember one day i told tina i said hey i'm gonna see if i can find rhonda on facebook you know what are the odds and i did and i put, you know and she did not have her profile on locked where you could see her wall she had it wide open and i remember you know you know how facebook is i can, you can go back to the year i went back to the years when she lived in the home and see, you know, what was she writing on her wall while living in the bathroom, you know? Can I see anything interesting? And I saw that she did. She was suicidal. Uh, She was depressed. And her son was very sick. He had meningitis. And her husband was away. She felt lonely and depressed. And she wanted to kill herself. That's what she was writing on her wall. Wow. And I sent her a friend request. And I think she sent me or responded with yes, you know, but she didn't email me. So I emailed her. And i like, hey, Rhonda, thanks for accepting my friend request. My name is Keith Linder. Um, hey, I'm living in the, in the, in the house I think you used to live in over there in Bothell, blah, da, 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 da. And me and my girlfriend are living in the home now. And I said, um, did, did you guys experience anything weird? Anything, anything weird going on in the house? <clears throat> no, I, I purposely withheld telling her what weird was, right? Because I wanted to keep her answer as generic and organic as possible, because this is this is evidence. I knew this would be important. And whatever she told me, I wanted to be genuine. and I, I, I got to show this to other people. You know, I got to make sure I'm not giving her the answers to her own question. Or the answer to her question didn't come to the morning later. But it wasn't the an answer. She came back and was like, hey, um, yeah, we had a lot of weird things going on in that house. But, and I am paraphrased, but she said, we had a lot of weird things going on in that house, but I'm not ready to talk about it yet. And she said, It's weird that you would instant message me today because me and my husband, we just got back together. We got divorced in that house. And she said, I'm not ready to talk about it. Let me talk to him, clear through him, and can I get back to you? That response alone let me know I had come to the right place. I didn't want to spook her. I like, know. No, tell me now, tell me now, give me a clue. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. Check with your. I'm not going anywhere obviously. Um, get back when you can. Because I knew she had something dark to tell me. And it took her two months, maybe three months to come back I had written her off as being that I had spooked her or her husband said no, said no, we're, we're not reliving that again. She gets this long paragraph, but I, and I got the original email or text. I'll share it with you guys via email so you can see it. She said, it was the beginning and the end in that house. And she said, I almost, or she said, I tried to kill myself three times in that house. My son almost died. He, according to the doctors, developed a rare form of meningitis and became very ill. He saw shadowy figures at the corner of his eye while living in the house. And get ready, he still sees them to this day. This is 2014. They lived in the house in 2008, 2009, in Yakima, Washington. He still sees them to this day. She said, we we had a live-in nanny, because she said her son was sick, and we would wake up, the nanny would wake up, and we would find all the kitchen cabinet doors wide open. She said, we would hear footsteps. The TV would turn off and on all the time. As well as other electrical uh, appliances, she said. One day, I was in the kitchen warming up my baby's baby formula, and I went outside to smoke a cigarette. In the back door, the sliding door. She said. I was outside smoking a cigarette. I left the sliding door open. As I turned around to walk back to the house. The sliding door slammed shut and locked. I could not get back into the home. My baby started crying. She said, I had to find a rock and bust the glass to get back into the home. And she said, a lot of other weird things happened too, but I can't think of them now, but I'll let you know. Now I'm reading this on my end and my mind is blown. I I, I thought I lived in a house from hell. Now I know I lived in a house from hell because She's not only she telling me things, Greg, of what we've already experienced. She's telling me things that I have not yet shared with Tina. See, one of the things I have not shared with Tina was I had already begun to see shadowy figures at the corner of my eye. See, me and Tina, we could always relate with each other about new phenomena because whatever I saw, she seen too. What has she seen? I might not have seen an exact time, but I'm eventually gonna see it. Mm-hmm. So we would, we would bounce things off with of each other. We're like, hey, you keep me saying, I keep you saying. And when I started seeing shadowy figures out in my corner of my eye, I remember the first time I saw one, I was in my office. And I heard a growl coming out my closet door. A Growl, like, like a growl. And I turned, and I'm like, that's the TV, you know? And then one day I was, watching, I was watching the TV, and when you're watching the TV, you can, I can see my hallway when I'm facing the TV. I can see my, wherever it comes and goes, I can see in that hallway. And I'm watching the TV, and something is moving on my periphery. It's like low to the ground, low, but it's creepy crawling across the floor in the hallway. And I, I turn. And I look at it like and it's like it's about the size of a gremlin and it's walking very and it disappears around the. and that's not happening a lot. you know And I did not know what to do with that information because I was like, eh, you not scared. That's just because what do you do? what does that mean? And when, and, and Ronda told me about the shadowy figures. Keep in mind, her son' bedroom is my office today. So where he was seeing the shadowy figures was where I was seeing them, and the fact that he was still seeing them, you know, like full disclosure, I still see them today, 2022. You know, that's why there's two books after the bottle house. So. Yeah, Wanda's revelation of the activity, you know, in our activity, there being previous tenants was just, oh, I was like, oh, man, this, yeah, this I mean, that's the, that was the, the holy grail for me as far as of the legitimacy of our story in the house. Because we have proof, number one, of people having activity four years, five years before we arrived. And we had the police and 911 reports and the psychiatrist's report when they responded to Rhonda's suicidal
1: calls. It's, it sort of dies down, the activity. 2013 goes quiet. As you're going through, the longest going on, are you thinking, well, that's it. It's all done. How are you guys feeling at that point? Uh, that's a good question. So uh, when it, when
0: activity you know, there's, you know, there's a proverb, right? Never look to give horse in the mouth. So we're glad the activity stopped. You know, I'm, I'm telling Tina, man, I'm glad it stopped. I'm glad, and, and I don't know why it stopped, but oh, when it stopped, I told Tina. But here's the deal: none of the items that went missing ever came back, and I don't know if that's a requirement or not. You know. But none of the items came back, including the first, the first Bible, the first Bible that caught fire, actually went missing in 2012. It didn't catch fire in 2014, but it went missing in 2012. So I'm telling Tina, I feel, even though the activity has stopped, I think they're still here. <laughs> and. And and, and I know this got me in trouble with the, with the spirits. And I know it's probably why they revealed themselves to me more than Tina and why they plagued me more at starting now It's because my, my, Tina, Tina, Tina's credit, Tina has a a mind of out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is how she goes by by her day. You have to really get into her orbit for her to interact with you, you know. And now that the activity has stopped, she don't want to talk about it anymore. She don't want to talk about it anymore. She's not spending time asking questions, why this, why that. Me, on the other hand, I want to talk about a lot, because I have questions, have unanswered questions, you know. How dare, some, how dare we live through all this to see what we saw, and that's just it. Oh, come by here, that's it. You're good. So I told Tina, I said, I don't think they're gone. And she's like, well, you shouldn't really focus on that. You should really just let it leave it alone. Uh, and I did. I left it alone, but I don't think they left. <clears throat> so, and I know what I read online with, and it was saying, well, sometime they come back. And I just believe they go dormant. There's a difference between something going dormant and something coming back. What when I, when I was not, when I was at odds with on the internet was people telling me they come back. And that implies mentally you leaving somebody's house, right, going wherever you went, going wherever you go, and then all of a sudden one day you're back, you're knocking on the door again. That's coming back. Now going dormant in the home and somewhere in you know, in another dimension within the home, and then waking up again, that's different. And that's what I felt especially happened when the activity returned. I don't think it was an instance of them coming back. Like, hey, we're back. We're, we're halfway around the world and haunted another house, but now we're back to you again. No, they, they went dormant. And why they went dormant? I don't know, but they did. They they they, they had a campaign and, and did. Um, but I said to Tina, I don't think they ever left. And then if you never leave, it's much more probable if you never leave something, and you resume because you're still there. And for what we may never know is what something we did
2: made them resume. So that was part one of our chat with Keith, and you'll see like, how it's ended is. Sort of the activities sort of died down a bit. So it sort of ramped up over the year, getting worse and obviously resulting in the fire of the poster in his house and the fire gate coming out. And it died off a bit. And it had like a full year without anything happening pretty much, or only very little things happening. Yeah. So I thought that's a good point to so sort of end it there. it's then in the next episode, it gets escalating, it gets worse as. You'll hear next. We can sort of see what happens next and what what goes on after he also leading to leaving the house.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So tune in next time and hear the escalation. Basically, pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg.